A while ago, I was listening to Ben Greenfield's podcast and I came across a reference to this guy called Ken Ware. And I went back and found the original podcast on APT podcast of Ken Ware. There were two of them. And I was interested in him because he's in the Gold Coast, so he's in Australia. And what he was talking about seemed extremely intriguing. Both from the point of view of results he'd achieved, he got a guy who had been in a wheelchair for 25 years following a spinal injury at T12. And he got this guy walking out of his wheelchair in about five days. And this same person competed in an able-bodied triathlon. I mean, that alone would prick up anyone's ears. He also had a girl who was 18 or 20 and was about to have some metal rod put in her spine due to a severe scoliosis. And she was without scoliosis within a few days. And what he does, he calls neurophysics, and it's hard to fathom exactly what goes on because it's just a podcast and some videos, but there's a gym, there's equipment, and there's, um, well, there are exercises which, from what he said, involve doing things very slowly under control, which kind of reminds me of Feldenkrais and DNS. And there's also tremor or shaking involved, which reminds me of another therapy whose name I don't know, but one induces a tremor in the person, and it's a way of recalibrating the vagus nerve, the autonomic system and it's apparently a really powerful tool for um, stress and anxiety and trauma and psychological issues and whatever this neurophysics is it sounds like it's a combination of those things all of which I know are legit all of which well I haven't tried the tremor I've only heard of it but I've certainly done the DNS and the Feldenkrais and it all sounds plausible and it sounds legit even though it also doesn't because when you hear about a paraplegic um, someone in a wheelchair for 25 years competing in an able-bodied Ironman after a few days of therapy now obviously the story is more complicated than that stories like that always are there's a lot more to it than that but when you hear things like that, you think, well, that's clearly an outlandish claim. It's clearly woo-woo. It's clearly nonsense. And then I go online and I see this man speaking and sounding completely reasonable and explaining things in terms that I actually know are legit from other stuff. And then I see his gym and I see videos of people doing exercises in his gym and him interviewing people who've had results who are just ordinary people with fibromyalgia or overweight or just normal things, no miracles. And I'm just totally drawn to this. I'm totally 
I'm like, this is, this fits in with everything I'm doing. This is the next step. This is the next thing that I want to look into. And it's got me all kind of agitated a little bit because part of me feels like, well, part of me is very excited. Part of me is thrilled to pieces that I've discovered this, um, desiring of exploring it, desiring of flying to the Gold Coast as soon as possible to talk to this Ken Ware, to have him treat me and to find out more about his training program because he trains people in his method and he has other people working at his neurophysics place who also have these miracles with people. And I would just love to work in a place like that and do that therapy and help people like that. I would, that would be heaven. And I would go there in a heartbeat And then this has come at a time where I'm having one of my periodic re-examinations and re-evaluations of what I'm doing with my life in general, but more specifically with the Feldenkrais training. I love the Feldenkrais method. I very much admire the work of and the man himself, Moshe Feldenkrais, from what I've read of him. He's dead, but I've read his books. I really admire everything he's done and said. And I've got a lot of benefit out of the method for my own well-being. And I've got a lot of benefit in my life from the training. However... There are some howevers, and they've been there the whole time. And I have had many, many periods of examining all the howevers and weighing up the pros and the cons, the benefits and the doubts and the misgivings and the challenges. And I haven't resolved it because it keeps coming up. And sometimes I think I've resolved it and sometimes I've made a clear decision. I've made a clear decision to leave and I've made a clear decision to stay. And I've done both of those things several times. And it really feels like a relationship, a romantic relationship, when you've been with someone a while and you love them and you have this deep connection and aspects of the relationship fulfill you and nourish you and make you a better person than you are on your own and yet other aspects of the relationship don't do that and aren't what you want and don't take you where you want to go. And the two seem to outweigh each other more or less equally, except sometimes it's more on one side and sometimes it's more on the other. So it's not like when I was talking about toxic people and there's a clear message from within, uh, a gut instinct, uh, 
an unconscious knowing that even though the person might be on paper a perfectly nice person, they're just not nourishing for our lives and so we just avoid them or limit contact with them. It's not like that because with this there is nourishment but this is the thing. How do I know? How do I know if this is a case of I have now got from it what I needed and it's now time to part ways. That's how I'm feeling. And a voice in my head says, no, you should stay because if you leave, you're a quitter, you're indecisive, you don't follow up on your commitments you're not taking responsibility, you're being lazy, you're giving up too easily, you're taking the easy way out. And is all that (laughs) self-talk? This is the question, is all that self-talk the truth, the best path, the voice I should listen to? Or is all that self-talk bullshit, messages from other people, messages from culture, society at large, things I've internalised that don't belong to me, that aren't mine, that I don't believe in and that I don't want to follow? And how do I know? And I think the answer is I don't know and I can't know. And... No one's going to tell me. And here I am, and my instinct tells me to follow my instinct. My instinct is telling me, I barely dare to say this, my instinct is telling me to give up the Feldenkrais training and go to the Gold Coast (laughs) and study under Ken Ware. And then... If it's a mistake, if it turns bad, if it was a waste of time, if he's a charlatan, if he's a fraud, if it's got all the same drawbacks that Feldenkrais has, if it's if I end up in exactly the same situation where part of me loves it and feels it's wonderful and part of me sees flaws with it and then I'm stuck again, If all that happens, I still followed my instinct. I still honoured and trusted Doris. I still listened to her and was true to her. And then if that point comes, I will make another decision. And once more, I will make a decision based on my instinct, weighed with my wisdom my life experience, my intellect, my problem solving, my critical thinking, my instincts and gut feelings and my critical thinking working together in partnership. And that's how we make good life decisions. 
It's a conundrum. It's unresolved. I'm still tossing it over. I'm still mulling it over. I'm letting it gestate. And I'm trusting that my undermined, the part of me that is creative and chaotic, non-linear, unconscious, brings all the pieces together and forms a coherent knowing. I'm going to trust that that part of me will guide me and that I will know. Thank you.